the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Good evening. Welcome to tonight's Andrea K. Show. It is Thursday, and we are rolling. Yeah, thank you, Jesus, because we are rolling into a holiday weekend. And it is Thursday, and it has been a crazy week. I am telling y'all what. Um, but you know, no matter how crazy it gets, we hope, hopefully we're going to provide a little sanity for y'all, except I'm looking at some of the topics we got to talk about tonight and it is all insanity, but we've got some great guests, guests here to help break it down. And if you're, um, listening on the AM 1170 app and, or in your car or just listening to the podcast afterwards, I just want to thank you guys for spending this time with me and, um, you know who else I appreciate as we're rolling into Labor Day? Because, yeah, because you know what? As we go into this Labor Day holiday that's coming up, we got to make sure we, we're saying thank you to the labor. Although he's really more my partner than he is I- employee. It's DJ Carrot Sticks. So many friends in San Diego. My best friend. He goes by DJ Carrot Sticks. Well, I just, I'll just say that it's it's not like working working with you. Okay. I'll take that as a compliment. It's fun. Yeah, it this. is fun. It is. You know, we get to do work that we love to do, and it is a joy. And um, but there's been many times in my life I did work I didn't enjoy doing, but I but I still went in and did my best every day because you know what? Anytime you got a job and you which and that's that's the difference I think between a conservative as we go into Labor Day. We I, we look at having a job as something that's like a gift. You know, I, going back into my high school days, man, when I, and I, rem, I remember the first job interview I went on, it was to be a camp counselor at the YWCA. I, I asked to borrow my mom's suit jacket, you know, went in an interview. My second job was at Fasulo Drugs. I wore a suit. I asked my mom, sophomore in high school, to buy me a Navy suit. I wore a suit in, interview for the job. Because it's like, I wanted to get that job. I wanted to convince them that they should hire me. You know, I didn't have any sense of entitlement. I looked at, I, I was grateful to get a job. And man, you know, whether it was working as a pharmacist assistant at Fasulos or whether camp counselor or waitress, I showed up every day and I worked hard and I was grateful for any, any money I got out of you. What jobs have you done that, that you, it wasn't your, like, your life's dream, but you were glad to have it and you worked hard? Yeah. And I've been working since I can remember. My parents are both property managers. So I've always helped with landscaping and stuff. I, I, my dad's friend was a painter's assistant. So I did that for many summers. And as soon as I turned 16, I worked at Cecil's Old Fashioned Meat as oh. a box boy. So okay. I've, so that's how you say it. Because I never know how to pronounce I, Cecil's. Cecil's or Cecil's, which Cecil's. is shout out. And they ain't given us a dime, by the way. It's the best meat market in San Diego. It's pretty good. It, there was some perks working there. But yeah, I was a box boy there. And, and the funny thing is I grew up um, in La Jolla. And a lot of the, the kids <coughs> I worked. White privilege. <coughs> yes, very much so. And a lot of the kids I, I went to school with, they never had jobs ever. All, all the way through college or whatever. They didn't have a job until they graduated. I had a job before that, and it really taught me to appreciate the things that I had. I worked hard for my car was a little Honda Civic that I used Honda Civic that I bought with my own money. So I kept that thing. I waxed and pristine and some other kids there at that school that didn't have jobs. They got BMWs and whatever, and they crashed them. They or didn't they appreciate kept it because yeah. they didn't earn it. They didn't work for it. And, you know, socialism, it's it's. 
the it it appeals to the least of human nature that if something's given to you you're not going to appreciate it it's one of the reasons why our government you know every every government department we have you know, whether it is in even now the Department of Defense, whether it's Interior, Justice, State Department, it doesn't matter. It, it, it's not their money that they're that they're managing, that they're spending. So they don't appreciate it. They don't respect it. They don't nurture it. They don't grow it. It's nothing but waste and inefficiency. You look at unions, you know, when you when you don't when everybody's paid the same, there's no uh, there's no opportunity for advancement. There's no incentive. You know, Andrew Yang's out there yammering about everybody getting a thousand dollars is going to make people work harder. How is somebody giving you something? You took care of that Honda because you paid for it yourself. You got it out of your own grit. You earned it. So you appreciate it. You took care of it. And then, you know, then it grows your desire you you understand hard work and the benefits of hard work that's the greatest of human nature and socialism rewards the worst and the least of it i mean having a strong work ethic and you know you know i was blessed with parents that instilled that with me but that's something that someone can never take away and it is so invaluable it's you know it's gotten me i've started at entry level every job i've been i used to work at a biotech company started at facilities and i worked my way all the way to manu- manufacturing assistant I started in radio as basically a receptionist, worked my way to a sound engineer, to a producer. So that hard work ethic that my parents instilled in me is invaluable. And it's scary because I don't see that in the millennials these days. And I know it's cliche, oh, these millennials, this, that, but I don't see that hard work ethic. No. And in fact, what we've got is... Um, we, we stopped having kids work in this country and I can remember, I love food. I'm foodie. I'm a frustrated pastry chef. I would bake all day, every day if I could. That's actually my second love is baking, but I'd be as big as a house. But anyway, pioneer woman, which is one of my favorite shows on cooking channel, her family was under scrutiny because those kids work on the farm. And, you know, part of the left, the left doesn't want kids to be working because they don't want kids. Just like we, we've got Bob Walters doing these education segments. They want to hijack the schools. One of the ways that they want to attack our country is to attack the work ethic that being developed in kids because that doesn't that doesn't go towards the socialist entitlement mindset because as you just described a kid that grows up working and having to earn it and developing a work ethic instead of a sense of entitlement that's not somebody who's going to be you know right on board with a socialist state you know and also what goes along with that is that if you're raised in a work ethic and you're raised to earn something and then you take care of it um you you know um i just kind of lost my train of thought and it, it, there's a sense of individual responsibility. And when you have a sense of individual responsibility, you have a sense of accountability. Again, you're less likely to want a sense of entitlement. Those are also, you're also less likely when you're raised in that environment to develop a work ethic, you're also less likely to have a sense of victimhood, right? Totally. Yeah. You're less responsibility. You take responsibility for your life. You expect other people to take responsibility for your life. And then as you work your way up in life, you expect other people to do the same. You're not looking for a handout, but we stopped kids from working in this country. Then that's also an excuse for illegal immigration. Oh, well, we, we've got to bring illegals. No, who's going to, who's going to mow your lawn? Well, it used to be the kids in this country used to be kids like my brother going around, you know, I'll mow your knocking on doors. I'll mow your lawn for $5 or wash your car. It's true. Yeah. You know, and, you know, now we've got we've had this grocery, another grocery worker strike where, you know, we've got these, you know, yammering that, oh, I can't support my family working a cash register or bagging groceries. Well, what in the world made you decide you you were going to? That's again, those are jobs that teenagers used to have, you know, and what made them stop there? What you know, why did they get an entry level 
job and then decide to just stop there? Why didn't you, why didn't you progress? Because they have a sense of entitlement versus a sense of accomplishment with work, with earning something and taking care of it. Then you have a sense of accomplishment and you want more of it. You know, it breeds the mindset of hard work. It breeds ambition. It breeds somebody that responds to positive reinforcement in the form of incentive, incentivized work. You want to, you want to work your way up. Instead, we've got a whole society now of people that just expect everything to be, to be given to them. And, you know, and then you add that to the fact that we're not expecting kids to work anymore and you actually have families publicly where the kids are working to where they're under scrutiny we can't have these kids working that's child abuse they've got those kids up at the crack of dawn yeah, um, you know, or homeschool, and they're they're going after it because you know you you um, stop kids, change the culture from kids working and having to earn it. They all get blue ribbons for everything. We don't have valedictorians anymore. Then you hijack the schools and you indoctrinate them that capitalism is evil. It's about white supremacy and socialism is good, and that's how the left is going to ultimately you know get it over on us. Yeah, the whole capitalism is evil kind of thing. I think it's and they they. Anybody that's successful in their mind on the left, socialist mind, is greedy. They're all right. oh, those people. They're so greedy in this sense. It's like, no, they worked hard. Yeah. To get, and you're just jealous that you don't have that. So it's all negative words with negative connotation to describe these hardworking people. But the one thing they never talk about is the hard work that got them there. Oh, no, right. but they're greedy. Yeah. It's the yeah. greed that that's why they're you know making so much money. Well, the reality is, is the greed heads are the socialist. They're the party of envy and greed, entitlement and grievance. You know, uh, there is nobody that's more greedy than some socialist who's got his hand out and thinks he's got a right to take the proceeds off of somebody else's labor. Because let me tell you, nobody works harder than the small business owner. You clock out at five o'clock and that's when the small business owner's day begins. Because after they've been running the business like property management and they're going around all the properties and doing everything they have to do to take care of it during the day, then they got to go back and do the administration at night. Or they're available if you're in property management, for example, you got to be available 24-7 because there's an issue with the property somewhere. You know, it's not the, you know, um, or uh, if, if you're in construction, you know, you're out managing your job sites. I got a lot of family in construction. They're out all day on the job site. Then when the workers go home at three thirty, four o'clock, they're then they're back in in the office having to do billing and invoicing and deal with all the government regulation administration requirements. They're also the ones that that have to assume all the personal, legal, and financial liability for running the business. So anyway, um, didn't mean to spend so much time talking, but I'm glad we did because you know what? This isn't something that a lot of people talk about, DJ Carrot Sticks. Stay tuned, though. We are going to shift gears. We're going to get into Kirsten Gillibrand dropped out of the race for the Democrats this week. Um, not that anybody noticed she was in. Is Joe Biden in? Does Joe Biden even know if he's in? We're going to talk to Al Parada from the stream when we come back. We're actually talking to Karen next at 4.30. Oh, I don't know why I had Al. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. 
Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walters' book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. Your life is an important one. Here at The Answer San Diego, we want to hear how this station is making a direct and positive impact on your life. Each day, our programs and hosts enter your busy world of responsibilities and challenges. And every day, it's our wish that what you hear on this station positively affects you and your family. We may be your main source of much-needed information, or we may provide you a perspective about the world that's truthful and timely. Maybe it's giving you unique insights at just the right time. These interactions happen regularly, and we love for you to tell us about it. Here's what we want you to do. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com and type in the keyword story for all the details. Then record a video message and share your story with us. For sharing your impact story with us, you'll automatically be eligible to win a grand prize of a $1,000 gift card. So share your story today. Visit TheAnswerSanDiego.com and use the keyword story for all the details, contest rules, and to submit your video. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Keyword story. This report is sponsored by the Word on Wealth Financial Network. Hi, friends. Marty Schneider here. Got a question for you today. Whose retirement are you investing for, yours or your broker's? Now, that might seem like a bit of a silly question, but I hope it's a question that you're asking. Did you know that a lot of brokers and advisors sell products that have fees as high as 3% per year or more? Now, with fees like that, you might be better doing a better job of paying your advisor than yourself. As an independent financial planner, if you have an IRA or a 401k, it's it's worth making sure that it's working for you and not just for your broker. As a financial fiduciary here, we use multiple companies and we place your best interest first. We explain solutions in clear, concise manner and we won't use confusing financial jargon. Call me for your free consultation. If you have questions, bring in your statement. We'll show you exactly what you're paying in fees. I'm the retirement professor, Marty Schneider. Call me for your free consultation. 800-727-PLAN. 800-727-7526. Hi, Derek Evans here. If you want to be smarter than everyone else, you should check out my new radio show, Smarter San Diego, on Saturdays at 2 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. I'll give you insight on what's happening in the financial markets as well as how to approach every big financial decision you will make in your life, whether you're buying a house or an insurance policy. Every dollar counts towards your retirement, and my goal is for you to retire with a big old smile on your face. Check it out Saturdays at 2 p.m. right here on The Answer San Diego. Um, excuse me. Yes! In case you haven't noticed, advertising has changed over the years. What? Now, there's digital. You need Salem Surround. When a customer does a search, do they find your business or the competition? Is your business's contact information accurate and everywhere it should be on the web? How about the right tools to turn visitors into leads? Contact Salem Surround for a free evaluation of your digital presence. Learn more at surroundsandiego.com. Surroundsandiego.com. FM 96.1 North County AM 1170 San Diego The Answer You're listening to somebody who tells it like it is Andrea K on The Answer San Diego Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K show Before the break in the open DJ Carrot Sticks and I were recalling our childhood 
he working in his dad's business and his taking care of that, waxing that Honda Civic of his for the ladies, no doubt, so he could roll up, take him out of the prom in his Honda Civic. Good on you, my friend. Um, you know, I grew up in the Deep South, okay, and little girls in the Deep South, they, they grow up dreaming of uh, one day coming out in a debutante ball, coming down to the bottom of that staircase in a white dress, elbow-length gloves with their dad in a tuxedo presenting them into society. Um, fast forward and we're, we're now at the progressive stage of America where we've got kids actually being recruited into dragutant shows. Yeah, you heard me right. Here to discuss the disturbing trend of the sexualization of children is another tell it like it is woman, a commentator and columnist and host of Spouting Off, which you can listen to live every day at 1 p.m. Pacific time is none other than Karen Cataline. Hey, Karen, welcome back to the Andrea K show. It's great to be with you, Andrea. Thank you for having me on. Well, thank you for, um, I love your blog post about um, where you're drawing the line at the sexualization of children, because I said something recently about this with, um, I do a lot of segments about how the education system here in California with their health, what they call their health framework, which is sexualizing children, actually pushing them into transitioning genders. And I said recently that, you know, this isn't about whether or not you think that homosexuality or whatever you think about that or whether, whatever you think about some adult transitioning in their gender, you know, you can be, you can be pro LBGT, you can be pro uh, transgender or pro-drag queen for adults and still think it's horrific about what's being done to children. And they are literally being sexualized, but it's being couched as though it's um, about inclusivity and helping children grow and develop into who they're really meant to be, right? Mm-hmm. It's, it's atrocious. It's turning logic and rational thinking on its head. And um, notice either by design or not, it doesn't really matter. We first had the hard left bully people into, uh, it's not okay to even disapprove of gay people. Now I was in theater for 30 years or whatever it was. And, you know, if I had a problem with gay people, I probably wouldn't have been in that profession. Uh, That is not the issue, as you say, but yet people have been bullied into not speaking up. If you remember, and I did write another piece a while back for Town Hall called uh, Why I Reported the Case of an 11-Year-Old Drag Queen to Child Protective Services. Desmond, the 11-Year-Old Drag Queen, was featured on Good Morning America to the, you know, and made a red carpet entrance with an unbelievable sexualized performance in which he lied down on the floor mm-hmm. in, a, in an incredibly sexual pose and you had older women applauding them and the host saying oh he's so brave it's disgusting so brave why because people have been indoctrinated that if you say anything even when it comes to children you are anti-gay you are homophobic and believe me it is really very simple. It's about child development and it's about age appropriateness. We have people today and Planned Parenthood is behind a lot of this and this new LGBTQ education indoctrination without parents' consent in which they're telling kids, grade schoolers who don't even know about the birds and the bees, that there is no boys and girls. Right. There are stories in which little kids are coming home crying to their parents. There is no boy and there is no girl. So tell me, Andrea, how is it possible that for 30 years they were telling us that gay is 
fixed. Mm-hmm. You ha- if you're gay, then you're born that way, and there's nothing you can do about it. But somehow, your gender, which has to do with your chromosomes, is fluid. It this doesn't. Is yeah. Insanity. It isn't. It is insane, and it is the the worst form of child abuse. And the reason why I do this topic, and I want to do it on yes. a regular basis, and had and and loved your blog post about it because we're going to get into your your explanation as to why is it, they're doing this is is unlike any I've ever heard from anybody else. But I was that kid, Karen. I was the kid that thought a mistake had been made, and I was a boy trapped in a girl's body. And I I can remember clearly in the second grade standing outside the, the waiting in line to go in the girls' beth- bathroom, desperately trying to convince my little girlfriend, Debbie, to change names with me into boys' names because I just felt like a mistake had been made. And I was like, I was one of the 85 to 90% of kids that once you leave them alone, puberty kicks in and they actually do develop into who God meant them to be. Not putting them onto experimental drugs that are not even meant for three-year-olds to gender affirm. Now, now they've progressed it it's not about transitioning genders now it's gender affirmation which is just despicable in on its face there's no two-year-old De- this desmond is amazing his he how did he uh come about being a drag queen because his mom sat him down in front of rupaul at two okay that's despicable yeah. and child abuse if they cared about children developing into who they were meant to be they'd leave them the hell alone karen well and then if they want to, and then if they want to, you're Andrew, you're hundred percent right. And if people don't think that drag queen story hour and LGBTQ forced sex education and, uh, all the rest of this is not, uh, is somehow coincidental. They're just plain wrong. Remember, I mean, remember when years ago, when gays were becoming a political force, and it's quite some time ago now, and there were people that were called radical when they said, well, you're trying to recruit and indoctrinate people. And they left and uh-huh. they said, no, we're not. We're just trying to give equal rights to gay people. When you start going after children yeah. and pushing a political agenda, and and as you probably know, because we've probably talked about it, I have personal now not not with gender, but I wrote a book called Fat Lash, Food Police, and the Fear of Thin. It was about my experience in child beauty pageants and how, when I was a teenager, I gained a whole bunch of weight to make sure unconsciously that there would be no more beauty pageants. Now it's a complicated book; it's a memoir. But because I also am a social worker, I used myself as kind of a guinea pig to to give a first person kind of an account of how it felt to be sexualized as a child Mm -hmm. from a child, from an adult looking back at a child's perspective. And I can tell you that when children are thrust into sexual situations and sexual behavior and sexual agendas, which they are not prepared psychologically or emotionally to deal with it creates enormous anxiety and yes. confusion it okay? does and 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 the term gender dysphoria which means anxiety about the gender that you are that is what they're inculcating in a whole generation of kids 
Yeah, I love this piece in your blog post, by the way, because you talk about the fact that um, that they're actually it, it not only doesn't solve the problem, it actually then is going to churn out a whole generation of people even more miserable than they were in the first place. And they're now victims and that ultimately it's going to be another classification of victims groups because, oh, by the way, uh, the, the rate of suicide post transformation is really high. And if you watch I Am Jazz, you can see that even years after this kid was put on hormone blockers and puberty blockers. Jazz was self-medicating with food and having to be treated for severe depression. Well, why? You gave the kid what she wanted. She supposedly was just desperate to go from a boy to a girl. Life should be unicorns and rainbows. Instead, she's feed, overfeeding herself. and that She almost couldn't get sex transformation yeah. surgery done because she was 40 pounds overweight. So what, I love yeah. what you talk about. The end game really here is, is about expanding, identifying another group of victims that then will give them an excuse for uh, more government. Explain. Yeah, and a voting block. I mean, you notice, I mean, there's so much here, and we just cannot afford to allow this. This is a cultural war. It's yes. a cultural attack on everything we hold dear. And you do not have to be the least bit concerned about adult drag queens or adult gay people or even adult transsexuals. I don't really care. Me neither. If you want to dress up in girls' clothes or women's clothes, do so. But as I mentioned in my blog, the title is I Draw the Line at Sexualizing Children. Yeah. And if you look closely, you have to admit <laughs> that that when uh, the hard left is, is running around beating this drum of gender fluidity, which is preposterous on mm-hmm. its face, they always celebrate uh, girls, uh, men, let's see, men becoming women more than they celebrate women becoming men. Right. And there's a reason for that. And it's because there is a war on masculinity in this country. Yes. Think about it. When uh, who who stands in the way of turning America into a socialist uh, uh, nightmare that they think is a socialist utopia? Men. Well, People, anybody who has stood in the way, who is self-sufficient and reliable, which is very much endemic to masculinity. Mm-hmm. Masculinity uh, is is a great threat to these hardcore socialists. They know they like only men who are either gay or drag queens. They don't like men. And and, and if you look at at the Hollywood sitcoms, you'll know that there's been a war on men for decades. Right. I wish we had more time. I, I, I got to interrupt sure. you there. Um, I'm glad you, you talked about that because the next way that they're going to go after men with this transgender thing is that is attacking men, that any man that won't date a transgender woman is transphobic. Oh, yes. and that's on its way. That's on its way. Um, I, on one, its way. One of the reasons why I wanted you to come on this week is I was not aware. I knew of Desmond uh, is amazing and this other and the drag queen story. Hour. I wasn't aware of, and this is related to the pageants, and I wish, and we'll have to have you back. I wasn't aware of the the recruiting that's going on for dragutant balls, and they've got and and in one of the main kids that they're using to recruit is get this name Queen Lactatia. Is it lost yeah. on you why the name Lactatia is used? That's not sexual. Don't tell me this is about just somebody trapped right. in the wrong body. This is about the sexualizing of children. A little girl That's who right. looks like she's nine years old in a wig. This makes JonBenet Ramsey look like she didn't have I any makeup on. This, th- I actually think that's a boy. Oh, you're right. It's like a nine-year-old boy whatever. called Queen Lactatia. Outrageous. 
By the way, final thoughts, Miss Karen. But they want to make drag queens unsexual, and yet everything else is sexual. Right. So they're turning logic and rationale on their heads. We can't let them do it. No, we can't. We can't. And, we, and I'm going to keep doing this story all the time if I have to until Good. people start waking Good. up. And I appreciate what you're doing. Karen Cataline, everybody go check out her show. Go to KarenCataline.com. K-A-R-E-N-K-A-T-A-L-I-E-N-E-L-I-N-E. Thank you so much, Karen. I appreciate it. Thanks, Sandra. All right. Bye. Now stay tuned because we got a we got more craziness and insanity to talk about because we got Al Parada from the stream is going to be here to talk about the Democrat race. And Joe Biden, he says he's not nuts. <laughs> when you have to tell people you're not nuts, you just might be nuts. Stay tuned for more Andrea K. Show. Want more Andrea K? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. And like her Facebook fan page at Andrea K. Spelled K-A-Y-E. Statistics have shown that at some point you will die. In fact, I could die during this commercial. Now that I have your attention, this is tax and estate planning attorney Rod Hatley of the Hatley Law Group. Because life happens, it makes sense to have an estate plan in place much the same way you probably have life insurance to provide for your family. An estate plan is a set of instructions for how you want your assets to be passed on in a way that works for you and your loved ones. For a free consultation, give me a call at 858-792-3444, 858-792-3444. I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The small business tax specialists at AV Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at AV Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avariasco.com. Energize and revitalize your relationship. Join our sister station, K-Praise, along with Focus on the Family's Greg and Aaron Smalley at the Revive Listener Event. Friday night, September 20th at Shadow Mountain Community Church in El Cajon. Dr. Greg and Aaron Smalley guide couples toward creating deeply satisfying marriages, faith, family, and the importance of healthy friendships. With life and love, pursuing relationships that thrive with Margie Hill. Worship by Michael Sanchez of The Voice and Entertainment with Christian comedian Dennis Gaxiola. Bring your spouse or your special someone. And if you're single, come learn how to find that special someone. Don't miss the Revive Listener Event with Greg and Aaron Smalley. Music and comedy with complimentary coffee and dessert afterward. That's Friday, September 20th, 7 p.m. at Shadow Mountain Community Church in El Cajon. Tickets $25 per couple, $15 for singles. Get your tickets online at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. TheAnswerSanDiego.com. Sponsored by Southern California Seminary. Message and data rates may apply. Individual results may vary. Exclusions apply. But hey, I'm buying a huge flat screen TV so I can finally see it without my glasses. Why not just get LASIK at the LASIK Vision Institute? That's what I'm doing. Uh, my glasses and contacts are a pain. I'd love to finally get rid of these, but who can afford LASIK? You can. Because the LASIK Vision Institute is offering dramatically low prices and an absolutely free consultation. Just text VISION11 to 350350. The LASIK Vision Institute has already performed over a million procedures. They use the latest FDA-approved LASIK technology that helps the majority of patients achieve 20-20 vision for a fraction of what others charge. 
better vision, better value. The LASIK Vision Institute. Make this the year you finally get LASIK. For a free consultation plus an extra 20% discount, text VISION11 to 350350. You'll see for free if LASIK is right for you. That's VISION11 to 350350. It's no secret that we have bad water in San Diego. Strange odors, chlorine taste, new disinfectants, you get the picture. What you need is Superior Water's Waterboy Whole House System. It removes all the harmful stuff, descales, limescale buildup, and leaves you with fresh-tasting mountain spring water from every tap. Superior Water launched their company right here on KCBQ over 20 years ago. Now they're offering the answer Waterboy discount. $500 off any Waterboy whole house system. Call 1-800-WATERBOY today for a free estimate and water test. The Waterboy also extends the life of your appliances and even improves dry skin. The Waterboy has five-star ratings and is maintenance-free with the best warranty in the business. Call 1-800-WATERBOY and ask for the answer Waterboy discount. That's 1-800-WATERBOY or visit superiorwater.com. And remember, bad water is a serious problem and the water Waterboy is your answer. Make the change this spring to have fresh tasting water from every tap. Superior's water from every tap. It's a whole house system in a snap. Superior great water you'll enjoy. Call 1-800-WATERBOY. FM 96.1 and AM 1170. The answer. AK, Dynamite and Address, or just Andrea K. Whatever you call her, she's on The Answer San Diego. To tonight's Andrea K. Show. What? Welcome back to tonight's Andrea K. Show. <laughs> We're having a great time here. Uh, and I'm about to have even more fun because Al Parada from the stream is here. Uh, because You know what? I said before the break, Biden has come out and said, I'm not nuts. But you know what? If you got to tell people you're not nuts, you, you, <laughs> you just may be nuts. Uh, Kirsten Gillibrand has dropped out, out of the race, and um, but Biden is still in it, but I'm not sure that he knows he is or not. Hey, Al, welcome back to the Andrea K. Show. Hey, how are you doing? I know I'm a little depressed about losing Kirsten Gillibrand from the race, but we'll try to manage this sex, section without weeping. Well, <laughs> we'll try to get through, get through that. Yeah, so... So of the 20 or so that uh, are in, and there's still like 19 now with Kirsten Gillibrand, did you expect her to drop out sooner or, you know, why was she even in it? I, I, I beats me why she was in it, but I guess it's the ego thing. If you're a senator from New York, uh, you think, he, you know, you had a little bit of a uh, treasure chest to go after this. And the problem is when nobody likes you, it's kind of hard, <laughs> hard to get traction, especially when you're that slippery. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah, because, you know, you would think you got to you got to look at some of the people that are throwing their hat in on the Democrat side and say they're just as nuts as Joe Biden because they've got like de Blasio. You know, how many of them are polling at zero percent? So the Democrats were like, well, this week they were like, well, you know what, if we're going to have the next debate, we kind of got to raise the the criteria because we got to knock some of these bozos out because they just they're like the people that you invite over to a party out and they just won't leave. They won't go home. The snag bowl is empty. There's no more. Uh, Pap's blue ribbon left for these people, and they still are hunkered down and won't leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They need to weed uh, weed out the herd a little bit here and um, get down to the get down to it because it does diffuse. When there's that many people on stage for the debate, it does diffuse. The problem is the people who are actually interesting. There's some people who are interesting in the Democratic side who are on the lower end of things. You know, Tulsi Gabbard. Uh, Williamson, even Yang, you know, but they, I guess they're going to try to focus, push now to get towards the, the major ones. And, um, you know, Harris, Warren, uh, Mr. Mr. Gass, Mr. Biden, and, um, you know, 
go well, from there. Yeah, well, let's talk about Mr. Biden because Mr. Gaff, Mr. Gaffomatic, um, he's like that Ronco guy. Whatever happened to Ronco? Remember Ronco, <laughs> the guy that used to have the, the TV products, the Ronco guy? Yeah. You know, an No, no, Ronco. He had like the Ronco record player and the Ronco peeler. Anyway, um, you know, um, that Biden is like the Ronco guy when it comes to gaffes. And but they're yeah. still trying to prop him up, Al, because the Monmouth came out with a poll this week that showed he was below actually Warren and Sanders. And then Monmouth comes out and says, "Oh, that was an outlier. It's not real." And they're like bad mouth in their own poll. That's how desperate the Democrats are for trying to keep Biden in because they think that he's electable. But when I read your article from the stream about Biden and saying that he's not nuts, I mean, first of all, I was cracking up. It was absolutely hysterical. It's like this is literally the best they got. A guy who one minute from between one minute to, to, to the next, he told one supporter that he when he left college, he had two hundred eighty thousand dollars in debt. Literally within minutes, he told somebody it was over three hundred thousand. And you, in your article, you said the only way a college student in the sixties would have been down over a quarter million of bucks is if he fronted the money for Woodstock. <laughs> <laughs> or is he adjusting for inflation from 1776? <laughs> I'm, I'm cruel. You are. That, You're naughty, Al. <laughs> I know I'm bad. Here's what gets me. If, if Joe Biden is not acting right now with diminished ca- capacity, like this is just Joe being Joe, how in the world was this guy one heartbeat away from the presidency for eight years? Right. That's, that's a very, I'm being very serious. I know we do the jokes. I'm very scared, serious. Somebody with that, if, this, if they're saying that he's not falling apart, which it seems very clear, they're saying this is how he was when he was vice president, the second most powerful person on the planet. That is yeah. unbelievably square. I mean, they must have doubled the Secret Service around Obama just to make sure nothing happened to him. Right. You know, make sure he's healthy because, because they... Did they know that this is what his brain was like? Well, I'm, yeah, you know, I mean, everybody knows. Right. Uh, excuse me for interrupting the phone cut out there for a second. But yeah, like New Hampshire is like numero uno. You got to do good in New Hampshire. He thought he was in Vermont. He, you, your article says he doesn't know where he is or when he is because he also talked about being vice president during Parkland. You know, I don't know if this, if the, he's really got diminished brain capacity, even though I heard a doctor the other day say that, you know, that because of injuries that he had in the past, that it does seem to him as though he's got this type of affliction or, you know, post, you know, injury type of situation going. I don't like medicalizing, uh, you know, politics. To me, I've read other articles of things that he said that didn't jive, and he could just be a pathological liar. How about it's just that, that he's just so used to, he, to, to being the Brian Williams of politics that, for instance, you know, he said that he is, his, he, his Bosnian sniper fire moment, he said that his, his helicopter was shot down by, by al-Qaeda in Afghanistan. Yeah, they had to land in an emergency because of snow. You know, he said that he was a coal miner. He talked about how he'd been a coal miner at one point. He had never been a coal miner. So, I, you know, I don't know if it's if it's nuts or if it's just that he's just a pathological liar. Yeah, he might have been a coal miner's daughter. I think that's what he said today. <laughs> in this um, but um, well, but what, I said I could get that because he is a, he's always been a gas thing. He's always exaggerated and lied. But what's, what I'm noticing is that the errors he's making, a lot of these errors are not those kind of gaps. When you talk about the seminal events of 1968 is happening in the late 70s. Right. You know, the assassinations of MLK yeah. and uh, uh, Marfke. You're getting away from it. The Parkland thing. You're, 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 he's, to me, he's remembering meeting with students who were victims whose school got shot. He's remembering being in the Oval Office and meeting them. Yeah. Just, I, I'm, it's, it, 
I don't think he made that up. I think he just conflated uh, events. Those, well, kind, those are the kind of mistakes. The Vermont thing, again, that, that to me is a biggie because if you're a politician running for president, you eat, drink, and sleep Iowa and, and, um, and New Hampshire. It's on your mind. Name your kids New Hampshire. You know what right. I mean? <laughs> and, and, to say, and, to, and to think he was in, to say he was in Vermont. Yeah, and, and, and you know, those kind of errors that make me something. He doesn't look all that healthy. I'm sorry, I don't. I don't. What worries me, and I'm being dead serious, is that he looks like the way he's been going. It looks like there's going to be the kind of error that is so obvious, so big that it ends him, and it becomes the defining moment of, of a 40 year career. I love it or hate it. Right, he's built up. And I and my gosh, are they so desperate to get Donald Trump out of office that they have that this, they're going to wait till that happens to him? But hope it happens after election day. Well, this I think is, yeah, this because is, this is what really me. right because I think that they're that, that they're probably thinking that if hoping that if they can get a Biden Elizabeth Warren ticket, you know, they don't care if he if he kicks uh, behind the desk in the Oval Office, they can then she's going to become president because there's no way that Elizabeth Warren is ever going to be elected president by the United States of America P- people, not unless they get rid of the Electoral College and shove every illegal they can into L.A. and New York City. America is not going to vote her into office. And to make things worse for Biden, we got this new poll that's come out that says that a majority. Majority of the American people think that um, 72 years old is the average age that Americans believe a candidate is too old to run for president. And he's, you know, 76 right now, 76. So by the time he'll be 77, by the time he gets elected to his first term, that I, I don't know. I don't know. Where, where do the Democrats go for, from here? What do they do at this point? Because their stable ain't um, looking good. It's, it's looking like a bunch of nags ready to head to the glue factory. Yeah, I they, they're in trouble. <laughs> I don't. How do you say it? <laughs> they they almost like have to wait till set up for twenty twenty four in a way, or keep on trying to tear Trump down so much, you know, with anything they can, hoping, hoping against hope that the populace, you know, just votes for whoever it is they nominate. Problem is, like you said, they don't have any. But there's the only person showing any strength out there is Elizabeth Warren in terms of drawing people, and she doesn't sound as crazy as some of these other people. There's a measure to her. A seriousness about her, but she, again, like you said, she's not going to be, be Trump, right? I mean, no. unless Trump concedes. Well, that's you know, right? Excuse me so, for interrupting. I think that that's one one of the reasons why they're actively pushing as hard as they can for a recession. They are trying to diminish yeah. consumer optimism. They are trying to con- to scare the crap out of any entrepreneur who may be thinking about starting a business or scare any entrepreneur from hiring or investing into R and D right now because you know they know that the that um, people vote. They're loving the Trump economy right now. They've stopped him at every turn, including the establishment Republicans, from fulfilling the rest of his agenda so that they can destroy the economy or at least make make people think it's bad that maybe people stay home. And that's the way that they'll win. What are your thoughts on the economy? Well, the key on it was that the appearance that things are going wrong. That is that's the thing that, that gets at me because the fundamentals of the economy are there. It's strong as the consumer optimism of the employment. And in the, I mean, my gosh, my gosh, look at it this way. How, how hard is the job market? CNN had to hire a guy who got fired from his last job for lying. And that's how desperate <laughs> the, the job market is. McCabe, who shouldn't be able to be hired by anybody, given the fact he just got fired from his last job for lying. But no, that's how, that's how even, even the, the, the cable news market for good people in cable news is so so desperate. That's how good the economy is for jobs. The good people are being taken other places. But um, no, so seriously, but they are talk, talking about and, and you, what you said was true because you put Bill Mayer 
said what they're all thinking. Hey, we'll take a recession if that means getting rid of Trump. That's a horrible thing to say about the country because who's going to get hurt? American people are going to get hurt by, by that. Are you talking, talking down the economy, trying to destroy the consumer confidence? Like you said, making businesses worried about investing. Right. You know, or, or it's just it's hideous just to get power. Well, yeah, absolutely. And, you know, but that's 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 the that's the mindset of the socialist, you know, and, and I'm flashing back to Benghazi. And this is, you know, uh, when they literally President Obama said that they were bumps in the road because they don't care. They don't care about wake up America. If you are a minority, if you were middle class, if you were any of the groups that they've divided as part of their identity politics game, they love to divide everybody up and tell them that they're victims mm-hmm. of evil. You know, the white supremacist America, Trump supporting or whatever. They don't care about you. They They've made it really clear to you that they don't give a crap about you. They care about power. That's why black America, they're willing to throw you under the bus for the Ilhan Omar, Marxist Muslim refugees that have been brought into this country. That's why they're bringing in every illegal they can through the southern border and giving them all types of of benefits because they know that that's going to vote Democrat and that that's a permanent voting block for them if, you know, they get that many in. So, um, you know, we also... Aren't, haven't had a chance to talk about we're running out of time here. The other way in which they can get over and get uh, crappy candidates like Biden and, and Warren in, in is through election fraud, allowing illegals to vote, ballot harvesting and all the different types of election fraud shenanigans that they've pulled. And the Republican Party's done nothing to stop it. Yeah, that, that that's one of those ones that gets me a little bit. Like all those races in your neck of the woods out there in California that, all, that where people won, Republicans won, and all of a sudden – they all lost. Yeah. <laughs> How can you know, like that Dallas? They found the, the voter fraud stuff going on, and it's sort of a ho hum thing. And then you say, "Hey, this happens. This really happens, and this was organized." You're oh, you're a conspiracy theorist. It doesn't really happen, you know. And and the Republicans aren't fighting tooth and nail like the Democrats did in North Carolina, was it North Carolina? Yeah. Where there was a, one little shady thing went on, and they they managed to get the whole election thrown out. Yeah. And they fought. Yeah. And you know what? We we I've got to leave it there. Alparada. We've got to, the Republican Party's not doing anything. California is gone because the Republican Party was apathetic and let the Democrats roll over them. And they were content to have a few congressional seats here and there. And if that continues, the entire country will be gone. President Trump right now is our bulwark against that. He's the firewall. And we've got to do everything that we can to support him and get him reelected. And everybody needs to make sure that you uh, follow Al on Twitter at Streaming Al. It's at Streaming Al. He's also the managing editor of the stream, and his articles and blog posts are the best. Thank you for being here, Al. We appreciate it. Thank you. Talk to you soon. All right. All right. Now, stay tuned. we got more Andrew K. Show coming up. How crazy is Warren? She's so crazy that she's telling women not to have kids. Hey, I thought you Democrats were supposed to be staying out of women's ovaries, staying out of our wombs. Minor's daughter. I remember Dynamite and address, or just we were proud, but we had love. Caller, That's the one news. thing it's Daddy the makes sure of. On the answer, San Diego. Many of us know how high school today is not the same as the high school in the 60s and 70s. Pressure to achieve, the competitiveness, the anxiety to fit in, and the loneliness has made being a teenager a pretty tough job today. In Bob Walter's book, Facing Reality in American Education, he looks at ways to help young people understand how amazing they really are, for students to discover their gifts and talents, to excel and be all they can be. I'm sure you agree. Purchase your copy of Facing Reality in American Education today at Amazon.com. You don't know what you don't know. Your assets don't have to be paid off to need an estate plan. 
Andrea Kay here. Recently recognized top San Diego attorney Rod Hatley is honest, fair, caring, and has helped so many of my friends. It's in Rod's heart to help others avoid what he experienced firsthand, a costly, devastating seven-year probate after his father's death. Don't let your assets, paid off or not, go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H-A-T-L-E-Y LawGroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com. The Supreme Court confirmation process has been on the point of breakdown for 30 years, and it finally collapsed with the nomination of Brett Kavanaugh. I'm Molly Hemming. And I'm Carrie Severino. Our new book, Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court tells the story of the process that Kavanaugh himself called a national disgrace and a circus. The Supreme Court is the arbiter of America's most divisive disputes. The incentive to destroy Supreme Court nominees has become nearly irresistible. Our book, Justice on Trial, explores how that happened to Brett Kavanaugh and what we must do to prevent it from happening again. With more than 100 interviews, including the president, dozens of senators and other officials, we uncovered shocking details, untold until now. Will the next confirmation fight be even uglier than Kavanaugh's? Our new book, Justice on Trial, has the answer. Justice on Trial, the Kavanaugh confirmation and the future of the Supreme Court is the explosive new bestseller by Molly Hemingway and Carrie Severino. Published by Regnery. Get your copy now at Barnes & Noble, Amazon, and wherever books are sold. If your passion is digital marketing and helping businesses grow, then listen up. We've got an opportunity for you. And it's with Salem Surround, a national digital marketing agency that partners with businesses both right here in San Diego and beyond. Salem Surround helps deliver integrated marketing solutions to help meet client goals and exceed expectations. We're looking for a digital audience specialist to lead and support our sales team and their clients to integrate digital solutions into their media plans. This is not an administrative job. You'll be crafting presentations and getting out in the field with our sales team, meeting clients and positively impacting their business. If you have experience selling and driving digital campaigns and you're looking for an opportunity to grow yourself and your career, apply online at SalemMedia.com. SalemMedia.com. Salem Surround offers base pay, bonus opportunities, health care, and numerous other benefits. Salem Surround is an equal opportunity employer. Bill Holland with the answer on Wall Street. Stocks in broadly higher today. One day to go in the dog days of summer and the often pivotal Labor Day weekend. And it's on to the more favorable fall to spring season on the street of dreams. U.S. and China may have a breakthrough in their now very long trade talks. Trump and has more tariffs on Monday. China wants to sit down and cut a deal. Well, maybe they'll meet next week. The second quarter GDP, 2% as expected, 3.1% in the first quarter. Consumer spending at a five-year high. Corporate profits up 5.3%. The trade deficit down 2.5%. Imports down 4%. And the Treasury 10 at 150 calls for a rate cut. Gold markets in disarray. Millions of dollars worth of sophisticated counterfeit gold bars in circulation. GE sells its aircraft leasing business $3.6 billion. Boeing gets a $500 million fighter plane order from Qatar. And Bed Bath & Beyond up 12% looks in play. Bill Holland with the answer of the day on Wall Street. FM 96.1 North County. And AM 1170 San Diego. The answer. Andrea K, bringing the world a much-needed reality check. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on The Answer San Diego. That's a little bit better. That's more my style of bumper music. Although going into what I'm about to talk about right now, I probably should have had you play a little I Am Woman. 
hear me roar, because I'm about to talk about the one and only feminist Elizabeth Warren. You know, she's such a strong woman, she had to lie and pretend she was a Native American to get a gig. She's such a strong woman that she actually wrote with some other Warren, uh, Emily Warren Tiaji, back in uh, uh, 2003, uh, some self-help book, if I... <laughs> a financial self-help book where they were telling women don't have children and if you divorce remarry as soon as possible yeah you me too women out there this is your woman elizabeth warren telling women don't have kids hey first of all i thought you were supposed to you know her body her choice hey what what is it that the left was chanting against conservatives keep your hands off my ovaries what's elizabeth warren doing trying to get inside women's wombs and, and grabbing onto their ovaries and telling them what to do What's it, what's it, isn't this, isn't this that race suicide thing that that Washington Post person was, was yammering about trying to equate pro-life with white nationalism? I, I still don't even understand that. I don't understand this either. Supposedly, there's, they wrote this recommendations based upon something they call the two income trap. Why middle class parents are still growing, going broke. Somehow that, that if you've got two income couples, a man and a woman both working, that it somehow creates a bidding war that raises the cost of living. That doesn't even make sense. What bidding war? Bidding war over what? This is, this is such insanity that we got, we got this. Was this when she was being paid $400,000 to teach a class at Harvard? This is this is who Harvard is hiring. Somebody writing this kind of nonsense, telling women uh, and telling parents, by the way, uh, you know, children are still economic assets. Today's children will build the economy of tomorrow, defend the nation of future wars, care for the sick, construct new buildings, repair the roads and support the next generation of elderly through Social Security. But she says these benefits will go to society as a large, not to specific parents. Why would that be? Because you're going to use them and exploit them as, as little soldiers for the communist state? Why would you go on to tell women, if you, feel, if you feel called to be a parent, we hope you follow your heart, but no, you may lose your home, you may go bankrupt? This is insane. No, yeah, they, we will go bankrupt as a country and families won't be able to support themselves if Democrats continue to control cities, states, and, and certainly the presidency and Congress. With your kind of nonsense, some women take an alternate path. Oh, then, uh, then when it comes to talking about remarriage, um, that some women to survive the economic blows, uh, we know that marriage, even second marriage, is supposed to be about chemistry and companionship. But the surest way for a woman to regain her financial footing after a divorce is to find a husband and do it quickly. Is Gloria Steinem still alive? If she is, she should be. She should be hunting you down right now and snatching you bald, as we say. That's what women do to, do to each other when, when they want to want to have words, want to bring somebody to task. This is your feminist ideal. This is out there who's, who's, who's supposedly talking to women, the party of women, to tell women you need to remarry. A, don't have children because if you are, you're doomed financially, especially if you get married. See, the reality is, is she's right. If you are 19 years old and you don't have any job and you don't have any education or any skill to provide and you have a child out of wedlock, there's a 90% chance you're going to end up on food stamps. So why isn't the message? So the message, you know, should be stay together and get married. But now because they want to completely destroy any idea of family in this country, now they've got to attack the family unit. 
Now, you can't even survive even if you're married with two incomes. That's the length. So ultimately what this insanity is about is it's about trying to continue to further erode anything that might be left in this country of the traditional family unit. They don't want Americans to marry man and woman. And they certainly don't want Americans to marry man and woman and have children. No, instead they want to justify bringing illegals into this country. It's all about the ultimate end game of power and control. Hey, thank you guys for being here. Thanks to my amazing guests. Thank you, DJ Carrot Sticks. Tomorrow is Friday, rolling into Labor Day. Tune in, 6 p.m. Pacific time. We'll have Sheriff Clark and Bob Walters. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.